up, guys? This is Alex, the Chicago Skeptic. Today we're going to talk about the hidden hand of pharmaceuticals. You know, we see that everywhere nowadays. Their overarching arm is everywhere, but we don't see it. The public doesn't see it. But it actually affects every single aspect of our lives, whether we know it or not. And especially now with the COVID-19. So let's delve deep. It actually affects a lot of aspects in our lives. You know, we think we live in a democracy and we think we have capitalism. But what does uh, reality say? What, what are we actually living in? We don't have capitalism and we don't have democracy. Uh, what do we have instead? Let's look at lobbyists. They'll say that lobbying is actually part of a democracy because these lobbyists are, are speaking for the public. You know, they have the money uh, to fund politicians, to fund reform, legislature. But the people with money aren't, aren't looking out for the public. They're not. They're looking out for the profit margins what's in it for them and they'll spit it back out and say they're looking out for the public so when, when you think of it lobbying is bribery it's legal bribery you know uh, and, and that's illegal bribery if I, if I were to bribe a cop or bribe a, a, a political official or uh, some other government official to get what I want, that's considered bribery. But when a lobbyist does it, that's considered looking out for the American public, because they're they're the voice for for Americans, you know. And and who gave them this voice? No, nobody agreed to it. Most people don't even know about lobbying. So what what are they spending money on? Who are the top? Um, investors who, who are the biggest lobbyers in America now you know so number one is pharmaceuticals and health products you know over the past 22 years they spent 4.5 billion you know in lobbying and then after them are insurance companies and electrical utilities so they pay government officials to get the laws they want you know, what's, what's so bad about that? And who are the top 10 pharmaceutical companies by revenue? There are Pfizer, Roche, Novartis, Merck, GlaxoSmithKline, Johnson & Johnson, AbbVie, Sanofi, Bristol-Myers Squibb, and AstraZeneca. Those are the top 10. And... And people might say, okay, we, we, we need pharmaceuticals, right? Yeah, there's the benefits of them. Um, but we need to realize that they have control of every industry, every aspect of the American lives now. You know, you turn on CNN or Fox News, any, any channel, Republican or Democratic, you know, uh, the mainstream media, they're going to be advertising drugs 
And the funny thing is that you know you you listen to these drug advertisements, and at the end they're like, may cause bleeding, cancer, and death. But ask your doctor about this drug. And they see this happy person running around. And that's because there's laws saying that that drug companies have to disclose that information. You know, they have to disclose uh, the side effects, which is good. There, there's laws, you know, that, that say they have to disclose this information to the public. But what other product do pharmaceuticals make where they don't have to disclose these laws? And that's vaccines. And you're seeing a big push for vaccines right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. You know, it's it's almost like a problem-reaction solution where they create this problem, they create this mass hysteria over a pandemic, and then people have a reaction to it. They're scared of it. And then they come out with a solution, which they in- initially started. They initially started the problem. So it's a problem-reaction-solution. So they, in the end, they can make money. So back in the day, with Ronald Reagan, he approved this executive order that allowed pharmaceutical companies or vaccine makers to get away with murder. So there was no liability for vaccine makers anymore. They said that vaccines weren't making enough money so that's why Ronald Reagan made this law to get rid of any liability. So now when you try to, if somebody would try to sue a vaccine maker for a health liability for, for damages, they can't sue the, the pharmaceutical company. They have to sue the government because the government made that law, right? So, so in, in effect, the health and human services would be the defendant. So you're not even fighting the pharmaceutical companies. You're fighting now the, the government, which is the, the health and human services. Because they have the uh, the f- freedom of liability, they can pretty much invent anything and, and inject us with it and say it's going to be beneficial. And people people take these vaccines and, and don't question it. They don't question the, the validity of it, the, the health effects. They just take it. Your doctor says, oh, you, you're up for, you're due for a vaccine for this one, for this other one. Even kids before going to school, they, they require all these vaccines. After a baby is born, they inject them with all these vaccines. You know, and, and in the end, they're free of liability. So what's in these vaccines? There is no randomized placebo test. What's in these vaccines? They add aluminum, they add thimerosal, and what's thimerosal? It's mercury. It's a solution of mercury. One of the most toxic chemicals known to man, mercury. It causes brain damage. And what do we see now? We see an increase in ADHD, in autism, Alzheimer's. All these mental health problems, which could possibly be attributed to vaccines. But would we ever know? 
No, because they have no liability. There hasn't been a successful case against them. And wh what is the difference between a drug and a vaccine? And uh, the difference between vaccines and, and medicines is that medicines are tested. They're randomly tested against a placebo, you know, in, in the public. So what does that mean? You know, they give one person a sugar pill and the other person the real pill. And then they test the effects to see what the difference is. Something that's inert, like the sugar pill. Again, something that, that is actually what, what they're saying they're supposed to be curing. That's that's a medicine. But with the vaccine, they're not doing that. They're not injecting the randomized public with inert materials. They're injecting them with another vaccine. And they're saying, okay, if this person has the same effects as our new vaccine, then there, sh there should be no issue. So that that's the problem with with these uh, vaccines. They're not being tested uh, against a placebo. So there is no randomized control, double-blind studies. Because they know if they do this, they'll see major differences between the healthy people and the people who are taking the vaccine. Uh, what they don't know is that actually the Amish, they don't take vaccines. And you see their difference. They, their kids don't have ADHD, autism, and and all these health problems. You know, we should be looking at them as the randomized control study, the double-blind placebo test, not the studies that are being produced by the pharmaceutical companies that are testing against their own vaccines. That's not a, a placebo test, a randomized double-blind test. So what you see here is now a pseudoscience. We're starting to see a, a, a molding of of what is, is true, and they're, they're trying to confuse the public and telling them that it's science. So going back to the media, why doesn't the news, the mainstream media, talk about these problems, these issues uh, within the health industry? Well, that's because they get a lot of money from advertisements. That's how these channels get funded. It's through advertisements. And in almost every, every break of a, of a show you're watching, you're watching these pharma ads and if, if they post something that's against the pharmaceuticals, then they'll be sure to stop funding them. They'll go somewhere else where they'll take their money. Either ABC, NBC, or all these other news outlets. So that's why people don't talk about this in the mainstream media. Because even the media is being controlled by pharma. And who else is being controlled by pharma? We see lobbyists, we see the media... We see now even the World Health Organization. They're being funded by pharma companies. So we see now this conflict of interest 
where the World Health Organization is, is going to say, okay, everybody needs to get vaccinated because it's for everybody's own good. Even the, the CDC is funded by pharma. The FDA is funded by pharma. The NIH, National Institute of Health, is funded by pharma. So pharma has this overreaching hand around every aspect of our lives. And the first step is to realize that, that they have this power and to realize their agenda. Then we can start making a, a decision on our own lives, saying, no, we're not going to take this vaccine unless it's being tested against the placebo. And we show that there's no effects, or at least that the side effects are going to outweigh the actual disease. But are we seeing that? No, we're not seeing any kind of uh, proof that the actual side effects are better than, than the actual disease. When we're in the moment, when we're experiencing all this fear and, and anxiety, we can't make a decision when we see the problems and not the solution. Just like we saw in the past with the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. You know, it, it sounded great to a lot of people. Yeah, affordable care. That's what we need, right? And they gave it this very friendly name, this very loving, uh, good name to have get people to to vote for it. But behind it were the lobbyists that were trying to make money, the pharma pharma lobbyists and the insurance company lobbyists were trying to make money off of that. So there was, there was a, a fever high pitch in lobbying during 2009 Affordable Care Act to get this passed. And, and it was successful. And in the end, did it help uh, citizens? Did it make things more affordable? No, I remember it, it made things more expensive, actually. So again, we got to go back to the past to kind of see the future. Where are we going? They're, they're pushing this down our throats. They're trying to sell us something that sounds good, but in reality, it's in their best interest to, to improve their profit margins. Where else do we see pharma companies control? We see it in research institutes, medical schools. How do medical schools get their funding? by publishing research. And they're not going to get money by publishing research on natural things, right? Who's going to fund that? Who's going to fund a natural homeopathic medicine? They're going to publish papers by putting the medicines that these pharma companies are, are paying the medical school to study. They're going to put them in a good light. It's not going to be stupid and, and put them in a bad light. You know, we think that science is, is very objective but it's not it's subjective it's subjective to the person who's doing the study and what do they have to gain you know money talks so when these medical schools medical research institutes are publishing papers and, and teaching the students what are they teaching them they're, they're teaching them western medicine 
not that Western medicine is, is bad, but that's a very narrow focus. You know, nowadays medical students only get one class in in nutrition. And nutrition is the the fundamental way of health. You know, you, you don't fix things through medicine. You fix things through prevention. But that's not what they're teaching the public or even the doctors, right? Uh, the, the smart doctors know that. They, they will introduce these healthy practices within their life, but they're not going to speak out against it because they might lose their job, right? They need to prescribe medicine to make money. They're not going to prescribe a healthy diet. Although some doctors will do that. But nowadays we just want to fix everything with medicine, with um, artificial medicines, man-made products, and not things that, that should heal us naturally. Let's look at the NIH. You know, we're getting information from Dr. Fauci and the NIH. But what have they done in the past? Uh, they're super sketchy. You know, um, just recently, I think uh, a few years ago, Hillary Clinton offered an apology to Venezuela for for testing syphilis on on their citizens. You know, they they tested this on on prison inmates, and they were even encouraged to have sexual relations with prostitutes that had syphilis. And it's only now coming out. And this was back in in the eighties. So we have to look at the past, right? What have these agencies done in the past? They're going to do it again. They're not looking out for the public. In the end, they're looking out for their own agenda to make money, to gain power. So we should be questioning what we're seeing on the news, the COVID-19 numbers. You know, first of all, the RT-PCR test doesn't even test for the isolated COVID-19 virus. What it tests for is the coronavirus RNA strands. And coronaviruses have been around for years. It's just now that they're being made a big deal. And I'm not saying that, that it's not uh, people haven't died from it. I'm sure they have. But we need to question the numbers when we, when we see this mass hysteria on the news. You know, who, who benefits from this? You know, who, who's paying these news outlets to say this? And on top of it, hospitals are getting incentivized to write down death with COVID-19. If a person dies with COVID-19, they get incentivized. And what hospital doesn't want to get incentivized when people aren't going to the hospitals for other reasons. So they need to make money. People are now going in, but they're being diagnosed with, with COVID-19, even though the RT-PCR test uh, uh, does not isolate for the COVID-19 virus. It, it tests for RNA strands that could have been from other viruses, not just the coronavirus. And the antibody test. The antibody can go up due to any any infection or any virus or even stress 
So we're, we're having these two primary tests that are not accurate. So that's why we shouldn't trust the numbers on the news. There's an agenda, plus the science doesn't back it up. All right, guys, so in the end, I bring this up not to make you feel hopeless, but to bring about knowledge and to let you know that in the end, you, you have the power. You have the sovereignty over your mind and body. And this is just an illusion to make you feel that they are in power. <clears throat> but ultimately, you are in power. All right, till next time.